0: Well, good morning. I'm Terry Woods, and, and this is Dixie Cooper, and we're Texas storytellers today. Brought to you by Woodlands Online. You can watch this show on WoodlandsOnline.com, our Roku channel over the air at KVQT HD21. You can listen to us on WoodlandsOnline.com/slash/podcast or on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Google Podcasts. Spotify, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Oh, wow, this is really good to know. And if you really like our show, let us know, and we do need a sponsor. This morning, I have been talking to Dixie about a uh, play that she's written herself. The play's called The Reunion. We'll get to that in a little bit, but... The interesting thing is how she got to the point of writing this play. It all has to do with an incredible Texas story. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and begin and say that I am privileged to teach a class for seniors, older adults, um, at Lone Star College and, um, It is a theater class. The premise of the class is to work with theater and get around theater and read plays, do uh, play readings, play acting, and so forth, all to better ourselves as human beings and all to uh, think of, how can I gain more confidence? How can I be the best I can be through acting through reading, through storytelling, well, Dixie took that to heart, and what with what she calls a magical experience wrote a play, so Dixie, tell us about it.
1: well, I will it
0: really it does start with your class.
1: Um, well, maybe I'll back up just a little bit, maybe it started a little bit before that. Um, Actually, I am a cancer survivor, and after that experience, I, I understand that life is finite. It's, you know There is an end to it, and being that I survived, and there are people that don't, I knew that I couldn't waste the rest of my life. I've got, I had to accomplish things. I had to make the most of the opportunity I've been given. And one, at one point, an old friend of mine from high school, actually, she was in a play and invited me to come and see her. I said, okay, I'd love to do that. But it was something else. When I went to see her, I looked at it and I watched it and I thought, this is fantastic. And I've been to theater all my life, but I just saw it through new eyes when I went that time. I thought, this looks like so much fun. I want to do that. I want to try that. And then uh, Lone Star was having their uh, orientation and their sign-ups for the classes. And one of them was yours, Drama. And I thought, okay, I've never tried it, but I'm going to. I'm going to sign up for this class and see what it is and see if I like it. And the bug bit, and from what I understand from you, from every other actor I've ever (laughs) met, when the bug bites you, it just does, and there's... Nothing else like it, and you can't help but want to do it, and to do it in any way, shape, or form you
0: can. That's true. And all of a sudden, you find yourself wanting to be part of the production in any way that you can, whether it's writing, whether it's mm-hmm. directing, whether it's sweeping the floor. There are some plays that that, that are so good, you would sweep the floor after everybody yeah, else just yeah. to be on the stage. That's
1: true. Just to be in the stage, just to be there, just to be a part of it. Yeah, you're right. Um, So I took your class, loved it. You taught us about monologues and about sets and about the way you stand. And the first time I did, I'm sure it was terrible, but I didn't care. I just wanted to do it anyway and just to give it a try and get better and learn from all the other people that were there. But what what else happened was that I met this amazing group of people there Others, like me, looking for new things to do with their lives, new ways to continue, new things to learn. We weren't done yet. You know, it was just a time for doing something on our own and doing something great. So I met these, these other classmates, and unfortunately, the class ended. And we were like, no, it can't, we can't. We're, not, we're not done, we have to continue this. So we asked you, but we really did want to put on some kind of play. And you gave us a play called Who Shot Fred? But you were unable to help that much because you were still working full time. But you were there for us and you gave us guidelines along the way. But we went off and we did this play and we had the best time. We rehearsed. It was only like a 15 minute play. But we rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed some more after that. And we found a we found a place at Lone Star that's called the Black Box. New term I learned that semester, um, and that's where we performed it. And the only people that came were our friends and our family. Oh, and two kids that were out in the hall that were recruited to come see it. That's we, right. They liked it. it too. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, but we didn't care. It was so much fun. We did costumes. We put up the set. We got things from our home to make the set. It was like we were kids setting up our backyard with a sheet for the curtain, and, and the neighbors came to watch us. But it was just magical, and we had the best time. And so the bug had bitten, and we continued meeting after that through the summer. And we would bring monologues. We would. Um, bring little snippets from different plays or or whatever we wanted to do, you know, different things. Two of us are Star Wars fans and we were Princess Leia one time when we came. (laughs) Because see, we had the freedom to do and be whatever we wanted to during those things. You know, we created whatever we wanted. We all went out to lunch one day and I said that to this group. I said, hey, you know, guys, we really have, we really could do anything we really wanted to do. We could create it. Um... And so what is it you'd want to do? And we were throwing around ideas, and one of them, his name is Ryan Braddock. He's um, one of our group, and he said, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to play guitar and sing rock and roll and have everybody dance and have a good time. And I said, okay. So I went home and thought about that. I thought, oh, wait a minute. Okay, there is this one little drawback. There is no way we could pull off being teenagers playing guitars. I mean, we are, you know, 60s and 70 year old. So I thought, how could I pull this off? And it it finally came to me, you know what, we could be a high school reunion that this class graduated in the 50s with rock and roll and guitars. and, And we could be that and that you come back dressed as you were in the 50s. Now that would be reasonable, you know, that you could buy if you were coming to see this. So that's how it all started. And I sat down to write this play and I kept thinking about it. I thought, okay, well, who would be at a high school reunion? And the ones that I have been at and the ones that I've seen, there's always, it's, it's almost like a formula. There's always the one who didn't seem to age, who comes back just as beautiful as she was in high school or just about. There's the ones that didn't make it so well. There's the the ones that did. There's the um, old high school cheerleaders that come back and are still somewhat cheerleaders. And there's the one that would re, the organizer, the one that would get the reunion all together. There's just all these different groups that would be, and there's always one that's kind of off the beat. Off beat. You know, just a little just a little weird out there.
0: So that's how you developed your characters is by realizing that yeah those are all the people all the those are all the groups in high school, right, or some that you would probably see at a reunion
1: and right right so that's what I thought about and then I thought about our group too, in that that's who would be included in this play, and what parts would they fit really well so um then it just kind of took off. I sat down and wrote it, and one scene led to another. I thought, well, there would have to be the ladies would talk in the bathroom. There, there would be the introduction of how they would all come in. And then I thought about this. I thought another aspect to this is that it's not too late. It really isn't too late to fulfill some dream you had or some fantasy you've had that never did really come true. You can try to still do it.
0: I like the fact that you said that you tailored some of the characters to um, the people that you were working with mm-hmm. or the people that were in the class. That's really cool that uh, that makes it more meaningful to the whole group.
1: Right, right, right. It was, it was for them. It was for us. You know, it was our play that we were going to do because this is exactly what we wanted to do. <laughs> um, so it, it went along with that, and I just kind of kept developing it. I kept thinking about what would happen at a reunion. I had to introduce the fantasies that all of these people still have. That's kind of the theme here. What was your high school fantasy? What would you want to come true that didn't at that point. Um, and so all of these different fantasies are introduced through the play and, and how they're resolved and how they come about. There's a little drama in it, too. It needed to have a little dramatics in there just to keep it a little interesting. Um, and then just how the the different characters and how they interact with one another. Oh, and then we threw in 50s music as well. Then came some research, and that was... That was tricky. That's one thing I've really learned about playwriting is that you have to fit facts in with the play as well. So I had to consider um, songs I was using and would they have actually been in existence in the year, the year set as 1957? And were these songs already done by then? You know, I couldn't, if they weren't, I had to explain that. Um, so in the different costumes that we were having, um, was, it, was it during that time period that they would have worn these different costumes? And so there, there was a lot of research God that went so into it So writing
0: takes a lot of research. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it really does. Um, and probably almost any type of research. I mean, any type of writing that requires this research.
0: I like that you also included words that were said at the time, like, um, uh, phrases that, that are, would have been common then that
1: nobody's ever heard of now.
0: <laughs> I, I like that part.
1: Yeah, yeah, there was that too. I had to remember those. Um, cruising for a bruising, that type of thing, right. Uh, and dances too. I had to, to look up those type dances that came about at that time.
0: So, what dances did you end up including?
1: Well, we did the hand jive. And that's the character I played in the in the play too. She does the hand jive. We uh, in, there's the doggy hop, which was kind of a version of the bunny hop. But in the play, it's a thing that, that their particular school did as far as a, a dance contest every year. Who was going to win the doggy hop? Because their mascot are the dachshunds, which kind of came off of my own dog, Sophie, who is a little dachshund, and. <laughs> So I've said, this. This group's got to be the Dachshunds. and uh, then we the other dances just were the the uh, dive or the jitterbug uh, and basically anything from that time period. Um, the twist I thought about, but it actually came a little later than that, so mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. use the twist, and I was kind of disappointed about that one. But that was the way, the way it was, and then. Um, so we it was surprising my whole intention was just to give this group something to do this summer that it was something they wanted to do and i took the script to them when i'd finished it
0: and did you did you guys
1: read it together we did in the beginning yeah i brought i took it to our little in the summer meetings again you were not available during mm-hmm. the summer so we just went on our own and i took them the script and i really thought the whole thing would be that we would read it a few times together in their little group, and that would be the end of it. But they liked it. To my surprise, they really liked it, and um, so we decided, well, let's pursue this then, and we took it to you. We said, well, how do we get this to production? What is it that we need? We need a director. We need somebody that—we need a venue. We need some resources to find a venue, and there was you, our teachers. (laughs) So I took it to you, and again, I was shocked that you liked it too. I was very surprised. And you had said, yeah, let's do this. And so then now we had a director. And actually, we were going to do it live last spring. Mm -hmm. And you had a venue for us. We were getting costumes together and props and everything we were going to need. And then the coronavirus came and, and kind of... Took away to yeah. every venue that a
0: senior citizen could possibly <laughs> right. have, yeah, right. except home.
1: Right. So that uh, that ended that for a while, for a little while, and we were all quite disappointed. But it was like it was for everybody. It wasn't just our dream that was stopped. I mean, on virtually so many people. It was you know we just had to accept this is it, and and it wasn't that it was over. It was just put on hold for a while.
0: Right. So, then, towards the end of March, you were saying spring. Towards the end of March, because of um, what I do, I was able to start working from home. So I was learning different platforms um, as far as remote uh, projection and remote learning. So I learned a, a program. I don't. I think I don't know if it's called a program or a platform, but whatever it is, we all know it as Zoom. <laughs> right.
1: Whatever it is, exactly, and
0: uh, then we decided to go ahead and try to do classes in that fashion, and um, see if we could do the play that way too. At least so that it get so that it got out there, if you will, right? right. Mm-hmm.
1: That was it. That was uh, the next thing. Zoom. That's a story all in itself too. <laughs> Zoom with older people. Well. Everyone our age didn't grow up with computers. We had to learn them. It always takes us a lot longer to learn it. Um, Zoom, the first time we met on Zoom, it took 40 minutes to get everybody in the class with their mics on, with their cameras on, where they could each hear each other and where we were learning to talk to one another without talking over one another. (laughs) (laughs) That was was quite an experience. It takes a lot of patience. But each time we would have a class, it got easier and easier. We were beginning to learn how to do Zoom and how how it worked. And then um, we were approached of doing this play um, on Zoom for different people that seemed to want to have a Zoom version of it. And we said, yeah, let's give it a try.
0: Mm -hmm. And And you are right. Every time... Every time we we did something, I would say something like, well, let me research that, or um, I'm sure I can learn how to do that, just give me some time, something like that. <laughs> so we got better and better and yeah. learned more and more every time we got together. Oh, we did. We did.
1: We learned about backgrounds. I learned what a green screen, there's one behind us now, a green screen is. It is literally a green screen behind you. <laughs> I figured it was some technical term. We learned about how to put the backgrounds in the back and get everybody
0: with the same background in our Zoom production. And, this if, you're, and if for some reason you're not familiar, you're looking at little windows on a, a computer screen or a television screen or a some kind of screen. And each window, these, these castmates, each window was decorated uh, as some aspect of the play. And they were costumed, they had props, they had everything that they needed as far as if it were a real production. And they used a lot of theatrics to to get this going.
1: Yeah, yeah. This was this was our baby. This was um, it was very important to all of us. It was just not just me. The whole group was just behind this and wanted it to be done well. And so we did do this this Zoom production. Um, And it was, it was fun. We had to, we lost a couple of cast members, then we had to add a cast member. I did a little rewriting of the play to, we had to eliminate one of the characters for that production. I'm hoping to put it back in when we do the live one. Um, But it came out okay, and we, we rearranged things, which I have learned is very typical in theater too. You just have to go with what you have and make the most of it. Um,
0: I want to know about the costumes. You guys made your own costumes, mm-hmm. so talk about that journey. Well, uh, again, we
1: were looking into one. One of the things they wanted was to wear poodle skirts, which is another reason I had it set in the 50s. And um, you can't see the skirts so much in the Zoom production, but they will be poodle skirts, which we had to make ourselves. If you haven't noticed lately, they're not in fashion now, so you can't just go (laughs) buy one. (laughs) But they are popular in costumes, and you can make them fairly easily. Um, My character is a cheerleader from the 50s, so I had to research what cheerleading outfits look like. They are a whole lot different. Thankfully, than they are now. They have longer skirts. I mean there's believe me, you don't want to see me in a little skimpy cheerleader suit that they have now. But this one has longer skirt. It was a pleated skirt. I had to re- remember how to make one of those. <clears throat> and then they had these sweaters and the, the cheerleader logo on the front. And they had little collars too. that was kind of tricky to make. Um, for the particular costume that I was doing. I ordered some pom-poms to match the uniforms, and so that was that was really fun. Um, the guys, um, it, Ryan got a letterman's jacket from someone he knew that looked like it came from the 50s. And then um, Donna plays a housewife and she uh, she has a scarf tied around her neck and, That type of thing. She just looked like she was a housewife from the 50s. She looked really, really cute. Uh, So those were… Oh, and then we have the prom queen.
0: Who is absolutely gorgeous.
1: Oh, she is.
0: Yes. And I bet she hasn't changed in 50 years. (laughs) (laughs) We
1: actually did have one of those. Yes, a prom queen who's just as beautiful as she probably was back then. And so she looked gorgeous. She had on a prom-type dress and looked as gorgeous as she always does.
0: So. And Mark used a bowling shirt and <coughs> right, a flat right. cap that he that he actually used in a, a play at the Olin theater. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that part.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: Streetcar name he was in streetcar name desire. He was the upstairs oh, yeah. neighbor. And so he used his bowling shirt and so forth. And in the the role play he'll have the rest of the the outfit if he needs it. Cool.
1: That's real yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So those were how they, the outfits came about. Um, we just, as I said, research and then putting it together yourself and having, we had to, I had to look at patterns, so did some of the others. Oh, and I'm still in the process of it, but the saddle shoes were popular then, if you know what, I I think they were called Oxford saddle shoes mm-hmm. with the two, two-tone colors. They sure were. So I'm making some of those out of white tennis shoes or oh my. white sneakers, and I've got one of them made and I'm going to try to finish the other one. <clears throat> So the future of the reunion, we hope we will still be doing it live when this virus is over, and we all hope it will be soon. It's just that we do need to stay safe with it, though, and we all realize. And when the venue's open and when we can come, and then we, in a, on the positive point, we still have it to look forward to. So.
0: That's very cool. And, and of course, any writer, especially a playwright or play writer, uh, wants, wants recognition for their work and sometimes the way you get recognition is to have a performance. But we don't have a performance today. <laughs> so in the meantime, <clears throat> would you read part of the, the um, uh, reunion for us?
1: Okay. Um, I think I'll read you Act 1 just to set it up for you. You know what will be going on. Um, the stage is set for a 50-year high school reunion. The year is 2007, and the decorations are from the 1950s era. Among the various posters hanging on the wall is one that says, Class of Dogwood, 1957, what was your high school fantasy? There are small tables and chairs set around, and a table on the left with a chair and a visible sign saying Registration. There is a larger table on the right with a punch bowl and refreshments. If possible, a full blue moon shines through a window, and a DJ booth is set up on the right side of the stage, and the DJ is present. Upstage right is a teenage boy singing Jailhouse Rock. Rosemary Wilson, a woman in her 60s and dressed in 50s attire, is standing by the registration table with a box of forms and name tags, places them on the registration table, and begins to organize them. While walking around the table, she does a few dance moves, imitating the Elvis gyrations. The teen boy finishes the song and exits right. Rosemary walks over to the DJ booth, and Rosemary says, "Kitty Jerome, hi. Or should I say Kitty Cat? Thank you so much for filling in tonight as DJ. You saved the reunion." The only person I could find that was reasonable and available was too young to even know who Buddy Holly or the Big Bopper was. Besides, it's better to have someone from our class. Kitty Cat. Oh, this is my pleasure. Believe me, it's the answer to that question on the banner. She points to the high school fantasy sign. In high school, I wanted so badly to become a rock and roll DJ but in those days, women had a very few opportunities to be on the radio. And by the time women had more power, rock and roll was considered oldies. This is a dream come true for me. Rosemary, wonderful. What have you been doing the past 50 years? Kitty Cat, well, I went to college and opened a travel agency. And I was able to see the world. And then I got married and I have two kids and three grandchildren. I may be the first granny DJ. And tonight, I am Kitty Cat. Rosemary, well, you're the coolest granny DJ, and you're so glad you're here, Kitty Cat. Oh, I see others coming in. Catch you later, Kitty Cat. Later. She begins playing Peggy Sue by Buddy Holly. Rosemary returns to the registration table as Kurt and Donna Jones, a married couple in their 60s, dressed in 50s attire, enter from the left and walk up to Rosemary. Kurt is carrying a trophy and puts it on the registration table. The song Peggy Sue ends. Rosemary, while hugging both Kurt and Donna, ah, Kurt Jones and Donna Thomas. So glad you could come and you're our longest lasting Dogwood High School sweethearts. Now sign in and don't forget your name tags. Donna, please add your maiden name so everyone will recognize it. Donna, Rosemary, you've hardly changed. Rosemary, thanks, but my mirror says otherwise. I appreciate you bringing the Doggy Hop trophy. I couldn't believe you still had it. Kurt, well, being the Doggy Hop contest winners two years in a row was our crowning glory in high school. We just didn't have the heart to get rid of it. And we've hardly danced since, though. We'll see if we can hang on to it tonight. And Donna, Rosemary, I always liked that skirt while we were in high school. Rosemary, the original looks like moths had a Thanksgiving feast, and it somehow shrank a size or two over the years. But Ella Myers, from a couple of years behind us, is quite a seamstress and created this from an old photograph taken with a brownie camera. Donna, I do like that we were to dress in 50s clothes. I always liked poodle skirts and Oxford saddle shoes. I had to get a new one, too. Kurt, the old song reminds me of Jailhouse Rock and Johnny Belinsky. He loved that song, sang it all the time until I never wanted to hear it again. Rosemary. Funny, I was just thinking about him too. He loved that song so much that he based his whole career on it. He spent three confinements in the state penitentiary for stealing cars and going for joy rides. Kurt. Well, Can't say I'm surprised. He still owes me $10 from (laughs) 1957. Will he be here tonight? Rosemary, nope. I didn't contact him. The reunion funds couldn't afford additional security for the parking lot. But if he does show, guess he'll be cruising for a bruising from you. (laughs) Rosemary points to the table and Kurt and Donna go to find one. Heard from backstage, two women chant as they enter from the left. Stand up and give a cheer, because 57 is our year. Rock and roll is what we play. We listen to it every day. Martha Myers and Ella Green, both from the 57's class, dressed in matching 50 cheerleader uniforms, are at the registration table. Martha, as I live and breathe, the head cheerleader, Rosemary Wilson. The three women form a group hug and move to center stage. A few other class members enter the room, sign from the left, sign in on their own, and begin mingling. The numbers can vary. Ellen, Rosemary, you're out of uniform, girl. Rosemary, I still got it anyway, come on. Martha and Ellen put down their purses in the three-room and line up on center stage. Rosemary, ready, dachshunds, rough, okay, and the three perform the cheer in unison with hand motions and body movements. The crowd joins in with the cheer. Dawcins, dachshunds, dachshunds, rough, 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 show us all your mighty stuff. Bark, growl, and show your teeth. Cleburne hogs, we will defeat. They try to jump and kick afterwards, but show obvious strain. Martha and Ella and Rosemary, go, dachshunds, yay, yay, woohoo! And the clouds cheer and clap. Martha, well, that was easier 50 years ago. Ellen, I agree. Where's the drinks, Rosemary? Rosemary, there's some Hawaiian punch over there. She points to the refreshment table. It's rather tame right now, but would place a large bet it's spiked by the end of the reunion. Martha, just like always, Helen shrugs and gives a big grin to Martha. Martha, wouldn't be a dachshund party without hot dogs and dogwood doggy treats. Are those on the refreshment table too? Rosemary, of course, traditional dachshund delights. Martha. Well, glad I brought my acid. See you later, Rosemary. Ellen. We're going to check out the punch. Later. Martha and Ella wave goodbye to Rosemary and stroll over to the refreshment table. Rosemary strolls to a table of people and begins conversation not heard by the audience. Ellen produces a flask out of her purse and shows it to Martha so the audience can see as well. Then she pours its contents into the punch and the women huddle and laugh. Henry Williams, another class member, enters from the left wearing a leather jacket. A tattoo can be seen on his hand. His hair is combed back and has too much hair gel. All the actors freeze in place as Rosemary and Henry lock eyes across the room. Some enchanted evening begins (laughs) to play as Rosemary walks slowly to the registration table and the two continue to stare at one another. When she reaches the table, the other actors resume movement and the song ends. Rosemary. Rosemary. Henry Williams? Oh, good to see you. Henry, hey, Rosemary. They hug for an unusually longer time than the average hello hug. Rosemary, in a flirty voice, Wow, daddy-o, did you drain your burl cream? Don't you remember that? A little devil do ya? Well, this was Henry, Well, you said to come as you were in high school. I used the same amount as I did then, just... Don't have as much hair. Rosemary, I see you've added decoration since high school. And She points to the tattoo. Henry, yep, that was during my rebellious period in the 60s, after a tour Nam just went wild for a spell. He points to the tattoo, letting the audience see it. Think of this tattoo as my diploma in life, but I finally got myself together, and hardly anyone notices today. Should have a college diploma instead, though but I am a certified electrician and happy with that. Rosemary, well, I'm so glad you're here. Me too. Others come to the registration table and Henry, and take Henry away as they all mingle in the crowd and Rosemary watches them go. I only have eyes for you by the Flamingos begins to play in the background as Rebecca Novak, another class member dressed in fifties prom dress enters the room. A spotlight shines on her as if magically as the room becomes silent and everyone stares at her for a long moment. The spotlight dims and Rebecca turns toward the registration table and engages with Rosemary while signing a form. The music fades. Donna and Martha on the other side of the room. Donna, wow, that's Rebecca Novak, Miss Prom Queen herself. And that is literally the dress she wore to the senior prom. I'll never forget it. Did she not get the notice that in 50 years you are allowed to gain a few pounds and obtain a few wrinkles? Martha, I know. My arms are no longer allowed in public. They remind me of flags flapping in a tropical storm. But I gotta say, she is pulling this off. Donna and Martha turn away as attention turns to Rosemary and Rebecca. Rosemary, wow, Rebecca, you won't need a name tag. You've hardly changed at all. What's your secret? Rebecca, with the confident air, Well, it's a combination of good genes, a heavy workout ritual, and skipping dessert for 50 years. (laughs) Good to see you too, Rosemary. And she waves goodbye. As Rebecca enters the crowd, all the men in the room approach her almost at once. She points to the refreshment table and, and points to other tables. Ellen says to Martha, well, that hasn't changed either. She always attracted more testosterone than honey attacks flies. Good golly, Miss Molly, look who just walked in. And she points to the registration table. The whole room is looking at him. A man dressed in a robe with a large hood enters the room by the registration table. He has a Star Trek patch on the front and a lightsaber hanging from the belt. And Rosemary greets him. Rosemary. Hello, uh, I'm not sure you're in the right place. This is not a Star Trek convention, but the Dogwood High School class reunion of 1957. His name is Wendell, politely but cold. This is correct. You would know me as Wendell Webster. It was not logical to don the attire of the 50s, as this is Star Date 15.2.1. Rosemary gasps. Wow, our valedictorian? Um, Sorry, I didn't recognize you and and I didn't expect you as I was unable to locate your present contact information. How did you find out? Wendell, I was invited by them. Rosemary puzzled. Okay, well, welcome. Uh, Please sign in and take a name tag. Wendell, unnecessary. My host, know my identity. Live long and prosper. He leaves the registration table without speaking to anyone.
0: (laughs) That definitely gives us a flavor for every character. I'm telling you, I can't wait to find out what happens next. So we're going to need to hear the end of this next time. Sure. Maybe we could get a couple of castmates to join us. What do you think?
1: Oh, that would be great. I think so. I think so. I would love for you to meet some of these people that help create this unbelievable group of people. They're wonderful.
0: Well, that's just, uh, it, it, it is an amazing feat. Um, writing is such a pleasure. And when you can get to a finished product, it's always rewarding. And, and I'm so glad you've had so much fun with it, too. Oh,
1: was yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's been a journey, an absolute journey with a lot of highs, a little few lows, but you gotta have some of those to yeah. make the highs even better. And it's yes, absolutely.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, for today, I'm Terry Woods. I'm Dixie Cooper. We're Texas Storytellers. Texas Storytellers is brought to you by Woodlands Online. You can watch us, and I hope you do, on woodlandsonline.com our Roku channel over the air at KVQTHD21. Listen to us on woodlandsonline.com slash podcast or on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. For now, have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye.